It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, of course, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, up to another Friday morning. I hope your working week has been a good one. Yes, Friday, March the 24th for 2023. And coming up this morning, we've got a good one. We're talking about data and just how crucial it is when it comes to property investing with our podcast series, Property Investing for Sydney Siders. And Arjun Paliwal is back. He is the Head of Research at Invest. Investigate Buyers Agency and also a self-confessed property nerd to talk about why data is so critical. But sometimes we know best and we lean into our own persuasions of property analysis without really paying enough attention to the data. And Arjun, a very good morning to you. That can be a very costly mistake for some people. Indeed, my friend. You know, sometimes housing has that component of it where there's not a lot of data that goes into decision making, especially when 65% of Australia's housing is for the purpose of owner-occupier. So I think that's where data doesn't play in the minds of many. But imagine if you can get the best of both worlds, a data-driven decision, but also a decision for shelter. There you go. Data is just so important. That is our talking subject. We'll come back to Arjun in just a moment. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. We're a lot more than just real estate. Available for breakfast from 6am. Then, on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym. In fact, wherever you go, we're available seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, there is a lot of chatter, isn't there, every day on interest rates, property prices and the challenges mortgage holders are facing in 2023. Of course, one of the key things for mortgage holders is to get a better deal on your mortgage. And tomorrow morning, Anthony Landau from Equilibria Finances back and he's going to cover off that very subject, getting a better deal. If you're celebrating your birthday today for the 24th of March for 2023, happy birthday to you. Now you're sharing your birthday, you might remember this woman. She's a German singer, her name is Nina. She had one of those one-hit wonders called 99 Loft Balloons and if you're old enough, as soon as I said 99 Loft Balloons, you'd be going, oh yes, I remember that crazy song. Well, she's turning 63 today. Lara Flynn Boyle, the old girlfriend of Jack Nicholson, she's turning 53. And a couple of cricketers, Merv Hughes, turning 62. Happy birthday, Mervyn. And Michael Bevan, the lefty. He was a nuggety little cricketer, wasn't he, Michael Bevan? He's turning 53 today. 
It's the main center forecast. And around the country, first we go to Sydney, expecting showers to increase for your Friday morning and a high of 27 degrees in Melbourne today. Cloud cover, plenty of it with 22. Ditto for Brisbane, same as yesterday. Sunshine with some cloudy periods and 31. And in Perth today for your Friday, sunny with a little bit of cloud around and 29 degrees. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And we are back with Arjun Paliwal, the Head of Research at InvestorKit Buyers Agency. And data plays a crucial role in property investment. And it's important to note that the key metrics can vary depending on the city that you're interested in. And even if you're not in Sydney, these metrics can still provide valuable insights when deciding where and what to invest in throughout Australia. So Arjun, what in your opinion are the most critical data points to consider when analysing housing demand in Sydney, given the multitude of available metrics? Well, there's a lot of insights into data, but with Sydney specifically, the three indicators that make a massive difference are finance lending indicators, and this is about finance take-up that's released by ABS. The second data point is auction clearance rates. And the third is an interesting one. It's actually more around government stimulus and what seems to be all the incentives in play at the given time. And why do certain metrics such as auction clearance rates, finance and government stimulus carry, I guess, more of a significance in Sydney than other locations? And what sets them apart, do you think? Well, let's start off with auction clearance rates in Sydney. When you're looking at selling property, there's a proportion of sales by different methodologies, whether it be private treaty, auctions, and so forth. Now, I'll give you the example of, say, an Adelaide versus Sydney. We all know Sydney's population is around that five times bigger than Adelaide. And Adelaide, the Saturday, March 18th ending, Adelaide had 79 auctions that week whereas Sydney had 655. So you can see that 79 times 5 is nowhere near 655, which shows as a proportion of sales, auctions are far more popular in the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, which is the first reason why that's such an important data point. The second thing is finance. Now with finance, when we look at ABS data, if you take finance trends and then forward it six months, So we remove some lag of finance take up to finance actual completion. We see a very closely correlated movement with price trends. Now, this doesn't mean every single place reacts to it the same way because I've dived into multiple reviews and it shows the more regional markets don't always react to the state's finance data. And that's because places like Sydney have what we call a very large statistical weighting in Australia's finance take up and New South Wales finance take up. So when you see finance charts move up, typically Sydney's momentum moves up and same on the way down with regards to New South Wales. Now, lastly, government stimulus. Now this is a unique scenario with Sydney because government stimulus is actually a demand factor. It's interesting that it's used for the purpose of affordability, but it creates demand, which is the absolute opposite. Now with government stimulus, when you consider 
lower loan-to-value ratio support now in the form of 2% deposits, government guarantees, stamp duty waivers. These remove the biggest bottleneck for Sydney siders, which is saving up deposits and costs for duties. So these are huge bottlenecks because of the large prices in Sydney. And as a result, when you see shifts in stimulus, finance and clearance rates, they play a far greater impact in Sydney than they do in other cities. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And as a housing market analyst, can you provide us this morning some insights into some of the other metrics that you prioritise with so many available? I'm going to ask you, which five would you recommend to investors seeking clarity and why? So the first one outside of these metrics shared would be inventory levels. Inventory levels can be looked at a few different ways, months of supply, days of supply, however you want to look at it. But essentially, it's the truest indicator of demand and supply because it considers listing levels and sales volumes. Just to give you an example of how inventory works, if you had 30 listings online in a particular suburb, and then you had that suburb have an average monthly sales of 10 per month, then you would therefore have three months of housing inventory due to the listings versus volume of sales ratio. And the lower that inventory number is, the higher short-term price growth is expected to become. And then the same on the opposite, where things either balance or flatten out or decline. The second metric that comes to mind is vacancy rates. Yes, we can all speculate about how housing may grow in value or how an area might be great or not great, But the truth is, if we're buying an investment property, we want it to rent well and rent pretty quickly. And with vacancy rates, it gives you that floor of expectation to know that it shouldn't take that long to rent and prices for rents should start to increase. The third indicator is actually even before housing, it's local economy. And I look at it from job advertisements or I have a look at it from infrastructure spend per capita. This is not just looking at the big, big spending, but also looking at it from how relative it is to the size of population and more jobs equals more confidence equals more spending. The chain of events are very popular. The last two data points I'd like to share are building approvals in the pipeline. The beauty of housing is that it doesn't fall out of the sky. I can tell you literally today the supply risk for areas that are going to be there two years from now in the form of new construction. However, I can't tell you how listings for established houses will go. That trend changes on its own, but I can calculate new supply. So that's the fourth. And the fifth and final one, my friend, would actually be days on market. You know, Days on market is the starting of the events for price. If people are taking longer and take a long time to sell, they tend to discount more, they tend to change final price, and then the end price or value changes. So it starts from how speedy or how slow your campaign is. Yeah, just just sort of points to just how valuable the data is. And using those key metrics that you've mentioned, how does Sydney compare, let's say, across various indicators and what implications might this have for the near future? So if we go back to those three core data points in terms of Sydney specifically, auction clearance rates, when they hover around the 62 to 65% mark, we tend to have a balanced market in Sydney. 
Now, when you look at Sydney's auction clearance rates from early Feb till now, it's been an absolute tear. And that is a positive word for our our fellow Sydney siders. Now, we're seeing auction clearance rates in the mid-March period end up at 74%. Uh, That's using auction insider data. If you're looking at domain, 71%. And if you look at it first this time last year, this time last year was 65% based on domain's data for 18th March Saturday ending. Now, what that shows to me is there's a clear change in recovery. And as a result, there's an improvement in auction conditions. So that's the first one, which indicates short-term prices are likely to move up due to that being such an important indicator for Sydney. The second one is finance trends. Now, this doesn't look as pretty, but it is lagged. Usually, ABS releases data for January, late March. So we may have to wait some time to see if this turns around, but the expectation is no major turnarounds just yet. Now, that's finance data. It has dropped in terms of total housing finance by 35% in comparison to a year ago, which explains why prices took a dip as well in cities like Sydney due to how important finance is. Very few people are buying multi-million dollar properties with cash. Now, in terms of the stimulus, that is at a very high level. You know, you've got people with first home buyers absolutely boosting up price ranges in that 1.1 to 1.5 million because we've seen the choice now for them to choose between stamp duty or land tax. And I think many are realizing it makes sense to choose stamp duty as a waiver and focus on land tax because they are saving between 50 to 65,000 upfront in costs. So these three indicators, two of them are looking very strong for Sydney, which indicates short-term momentum and affordable prices and the auctions. And one of them still looks weak from the finance take-up, but it is a few months lagged. And until interest rates stabilize or turn around, that will take some time to bounce. All right, a lot of great information, data, data, data. We've got to be driven by it and we've got to pay attention to it. Arjun, thank you for that. Enjoy your Friday. Have a fantastic weekend and talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Take care. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.